0: Thanks for rolling in here this morning.
1: Yeah, it continues to be a very important project, not only to our state, but to the nation.
0: All right, the the work tomorrow in Washington, what takes place?
1: Yeah, they have a monthly luncheon on Capitol Hill. This will be in the Rayburn House office building called Atomic Wings, and I guess they're serving wings, Uh, but uh, they're having a number of of, uh, personalities from the Department of Energy to me to uh, some young... Uh, millennial engineers working at various nuclear plants. So I think I think they're attempting to really show that hey, this is high technology. This is important. We need to be continuing with this, and they're and they're doing this on Capitol Hill to be able to get some staffers from offices, like Doug Collins, who we heard from a few minutes ago, but getting staffers from all of these offices to come in and for them to be able to learn.
0: Uh, what, if anything, is, is the congressional role, at Vogel specifically, or nuclear power plants in, in general?
1: Well, I mean, they approved, you know, essentially, you know, the production tax credits, and, you know, they if they didn't like these federal loan guarantees that we were getting, they, you know, they could have, uh, you know, voted that down. If you remember in the Trump tax plan a year ago, those uh, production tax credits were extended, and there were a whole bunch of other stuff put into that uh, tax plan, but uh, that really allowed us to, you know, to keep going and to be able to get a substantial tax credit once the Once the reactors are working, it's an important part of the the finances of the project.
0: All right. uh, This is uh, this is, by the way, going to Capitol Hill. It's a lame duck session of Congress. I don't know if you've heard this, but Democrats uh, won the House in the elections that were held earlier this month. Uh, What is that going to do
1: to the conversation? I don't know that it I don't know that it changes anything we've already got because the Senate, you know, the Senate's going to back us up on this. And of course, the president is going to uh, he would veto any you know, any adverse thing, I believe, about nuclear power. So I don't I don't I don't know that it, you know, it it drastically hurts us. And, and frankly, Tim, you know, there's a lot of other states with with nuclear power. Uh, you know, the Democrats on Capitol Hill, they're not on a, you know, some kind of rampage against nuclear power. I it, it's, No, but much of their base is. Yeah, Not so many of their constituents are. Well, some of their bases. But think about it. Did you ever hear Stacey Abrams say a negative thing about the plant? No, you didn't. Why? Hmm. Because the union endorsed her. Remember, these are union workers there, 7,000 of them. And... That, I think, has insulated the plant from a lot of Democratic criticism.
0: Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commissioner, uh, again to Washington on Wednesday to talk to the folks in Capitol Hill. Uh, talk with us for a moment. Where, where does that project stand now? All these months after all that fuss and bother just a few weeks ago, another couple of hurdles to clear, but right now looks like, absent something unforeseen, you keep working for the foreseeable future, hopefully until you get the thing done. Where does it stand? Yeah,
1: it just continues to climb up out of that big hole that we originally dug uh, a, a, as we make milestones, it seems like, every other week. So, you know, I went to Haiyang uh, in China in, in May. I saw the the exact plant that we have finished over there, now two of them done, connected to the grid. So, Tim, it's just a matter of time, and before before my term is done, we're going to be finished with that plant. We're going to be cutting the ribbon on that thing, and we won't be talking about plant Vogel anymore. We'll be talking about something else. Now uh, You can
0: do this much better than I, because I can't do it at all. I, you're not a scientist, but you know them. You talk to them. Give me the effectively the science here. I, I know we split atoms. After that, I don't
1: know what we do. You tell me what's at work here. You know, generating electricity is a lot about boiling water. Right? How are we going to boil it? Are we going to use wood chips? Are we going to use wood pellets? Are we going to use coal? We're going to use natural gas or are we going to use uranium, you know, in this, you know, this new high-tech reactor that we have that has all the safety features to keep, you know, to keep a Fukushima from happening. Um, and you know where we have to bring coal in every day. You know, like at Plant Shearer, they get they get multiple trains in. I'm not talking about train cars. I'm talking about the entire long train. You know, every day with coal with this uranium, those those rods go in, and you don't have to take them out for a year and a half. And that's what makes this. That's what and what makes that this did. That's so that's the heat that boils the water. Yeah, that. Uh, that reaction is happening, when you put those fuel rods into that reactor, it causes such heat... That it boils that water and it turns that turbine that turns that generator that produces that electricity. It really so, at the end of the day,
0: everything we get is you hear this phrase sometimes: a hydroelectric plant. They're all hydroelectric. It's just a question of how you you deal with the water.
1: Well, a hydro, you know, a hydroelectric plant is water going over a dam, turning mm-hmm. a turbine. There's nothing being boiled there at Lake Lake Sinclair. But I mean, it all or, involves water. Yeah, but then, but, yeah. but water's a, a very important part of it, and you're continuing to hear more and more envi- environmental groups you know, ask about, you know, water conservation and how is this impacting our rivers. And that's why I think the reactors of the future, Tim, these small modular reactors, they use far less water. And I think that's probably where our country's going uh, down the road.
0: And again, in such a way that I can understand it, you've seen that you say the exact facility or the exact type plant in China. What, What about this is new? What about this is different? What about this is an upgrade from the last time we did this a generation ago?
1: Well, the ones in China, to, to state the difference, they actually are desalinating salt water. So they're sitting on the South China Sea, and instead of having a river, they're just sucking water out of the South China Sea and, and desalinating it and using it right there. So they've got almost an unlimited supply of water coming out of that, that body of water. Uh, you know, these reactors uh, have a, a big tank on the top of, of the dome, uh, and that tank works with gravity so if we did lose power uh the plant personnel would just be able to really pull a lever uh with no electricity and to make sure that uh those fuel rods stayed uh you know stayed underwater you know for about three days before power could be restored that's a great safety feature what i
0: mean again this this requires looking around several corners but i mean what's after this what's what's next what's
1: on the drawing board well we approved at plant uh down at Down in Stewart County, which is just below Fort Benning, Georgia Power owns 7,000 acres. And we spent two years ago $50 million on site work down there drilling, you know, deep into the soil, running tests to see if that facility would be suitable for a nuclear power plant. And I don't think it's going to happen in the next 10 years, Tim, but I do believe probably within 30 years we probably start another nuclear power plant there in Stewart County probably with small modular reactors, something with a much smaller footprint, much less water impact. Uh, But, you know, by then, you know, we'll have most of our coal plants closed and we'll be in a different day. Tim Eccles, uh,
0: GM says it's going to stop making the, the cruise and the Volt a couple of electric cars that they don't sell them. Now, you've been a big proponent of alternate energy vehicles, electric cars, and others. Uh, what do you make of this development?
1: Well, just to be clear, the cruise wasn't electric. The Clu- cruise was like the Ford Focus, but they are killing the Chevy Volt, which was their you know maiden, maiden voyage into the electric vehicles. Uh, but they're keeping the Bolt, B-O-L-T, okay. That's the car that has even greater range that people are are buying. Is competing with the Nissan Leaf, so I think they're just you know they've just realized that you know the the, the Bolt is the better seller. The the Volt uh, one it's confusing. Here we are confused right mm-hmm. right here with yeah. a V or a B. But the the Chevy Volt is a bigger car. Frankly, it's more of a luxury car, and and the folks that are buying these entry level electric cars, Tim, they they don't. They don't want luxury. I mean, yeah, the Tesla folks may want that, but the other people, you know, they're wanting to have range, and the Chevy Bolt is is the superior car there. So, you know, they're, you know, GM obviously scaling down, and, and frankly, Tim, when I was in China, uh, there's more Buick sold in China than there is America, uh, and in fact- uh, the Which t- from
0: GM's perspective makes sense, go to China and build them. Yeah, the two ship. cars that
1: I saw the most in Shanghai were Volkswagens and Buicks, and so they have quite a market. GM has quite a market in China, mm-hmm. so you know, I guess I guess they are cutting their losses here, trimming trimming their lineup, and you know, and I do anticipate Bolt sales continuing to grow. It's just, I, I guess, they feel like they just can't. They can't market two of the electric cars that sound almost identical.
0: Right, uh, Energy Matters is the radio show. The the tagline here: helping you save money, use technology, be more sustainable. Tim Eccles going to host that show along with an interesting co-host. I got to know this guy when he was running for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission. Tell us about
1: him. Yeah, John Noel is a former state representative. Uh, he actually defeated Billy McKinney uh, huh. a, a, a wow. famous, uh, a famous kind of uh, or infamous uh, state representative from kind of the, the Vinings area. And so the thing about Noel is he does know a lot about energy. I mean, he's got a, a compound over there in Vinings that has, you know, uh, solar on both of his buildings, solar thermal. He collects his rain, uh, rainwater, collects his air conditioned condensate. So he knows a lot. And I, I think we want this show to be like a Clark Howard show. Uh, but, uh, Um, But about all things energy. Well, to get to the specifics 1st going to roll it out in January. When are we going to hear this? Yeah, January 5th. We'll start here at WGAU, uh, 8 o'clock Saturday mornings. uh, And then it will be podcast in 12-minute segments. So you'll be able to go to the WGAU website Mm -hmm. and just uh, WGAUradio.com and click schedules. And then you'll see our show there. And we'll title these shows not by date but by subject. So if Mm -hmm. you want to hear something on composting, electric vehicles, solar, solar solar thermal, uh, you know, public policy as it relates to energy, uh, energy rebates. I and mean, we're going to cover everything. We'll have 52 shows in 2019.
0: Now, you, t- the two of you, uh, Tim Eccles here with us this morning, John Newell, uh, opposite parties. He's a Democrat. You're a Republican. Uh, you're a conservative. He is a, more of a liberal, more of a progressive. And that alone can be entertaining or it can be annoying, whichever way it works out. But it can be entertaining. But you're not going to approach, this, I gather from what you've told me, this isn't going to be that kind of a show where you disagree for the sake of disagreeing. I mean, you're going to find some some common ground and probably talk about a lot of things that don't require a partisan stance.
1: No, in fact, we won't have a single uh, elected official on the show for the entire year. So no. it, it, there, there, it's not going to be a show about politics. It really is going to be a show that geeks are going to love this show. Uh, folks that are interested in, you know, in getting a handle on their energy bill, like right now, with it being cold today, uh, folks need to know that There's a strategy that you can use with your natural gas to keep that uh, pass-through charge down, Uh, and you need to know how to do that. And We can certainly talk about that here today, but there's lots of little tricks out there that you can use to be able to save money on your energy bill. And We're also going to be talking about how to help the low-income people, uh, how to help the poor with their energy bills, being able to build more Habitat for Humanity homes that have solar, uh, and energy-saving devices on that. We're going to be working with Rep. Representative Spencer Fry this year mm-hmm. to build out two habitat homes here in Athens that have solar on them.
0: right, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service. Again, the show going to roll out on Saturday, January 5th, Saturday mornings uh, through the year at 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings and on demand at WGAUradio.com. Talk about a couple of those things there. In terms of, yeah, we're going to be in the 30s this morning. What are we, 32, 33 degrees now? Going to be in the 20s tomorrow morning. I mean, it's the coldest weather we have seen since January. Every indication there will be more on the way. In terms of dealing with that, uh, in in terms of keeping that home heating bill as low as possible, a couple of things, we've just moved into a new house outside uh, some insulation pumped into the attic a couple of weeks ago and then desperately needed that new windows we're getting those here in a couple of weeks I mean we're doing the things you would say others would say we need to be doing
1: yeah that's that's important and if you have natural gas uh, on your home in in terms of a furnace you should be on a fixed a fixed rate not a variable rate so you can uh, a lot of folks. All right, why
0: what's the advantage there?
1: yeah because it's just going to be cheaper over time uh, you can lock in a fixed rate for for six months or for a year, and uh, the variable rate uh, is is really used by Scana for the most part for uh, for low income customers uh, or any customer who's having credit issues. Uh, so you can we you know you can't keep a person from getting heat in their home, but you can essentially put them into a rate that uh, that is not the best and. Because they are risky customers, yeah. and so Scana uh, provides service to customers who maybe have been delinquent on their bills or who uh, who who are struggling. But if if you can, you w- you want to go with a go with a company, any of the companies that are uh, that are out there, and negotiate with them for a fixed rate. So, for example, if you get a postcard in the mail that says. Uh, you know we're running this special. You can just go to whoever you're, wh- whoever's providing your service, and, and say, "Look, I got this in the mail from this company, uh, and I'd like to ask you all to match that." And usually they will match mm-hmm. that. You don't have to just jump from company to company. And one of the one of the things that folks don't know is that in January or February, whichever's the coldest month, you really need to be careful on your usage because. If you have a spiked usage, let's say in February, and that's where it usually is, then your your design day, and I know it sounds really technical, but this pass-through charge that Atlanta Gaslight charges you is based on your largest month of consumption and and your biggest day. So you want to make sure that, uh, and it's not so much now in, in November or December because these months won't be super cold. Uh, But in February, you want to make sure that you, you know, that you, uh, when you leave your house, that you turn your gas off, that you don't have a, uh, you know, a record-setting month because that will determine the pass-through charge for the entire year for you. So uh, happy to talk to anybody about this, you know, at Tim at TimEchols.com. But uh, there is a strategy to do this, and, you kind of have to game the system a little bit, and you know if you know how to do it, great. If you don't, we're we're happy to help you learn to do oh,
0: that. About a minute here. I mean, is there a debate to be had? Do I? We got electric uh, for most of our home heat. In fact, for all of it, our home heating. Just a gas line for the stove. Uh, do I need to have the discussion about whether to set up a gas furnace and then go with natural gas or to just stick with what I have? Is that a debate that I need to be having?
1: Well, pro- probably not at this point, since you've spent all the money on the other things. I mean, if you. If you had a free energy audit from Georgia Power and they said your HVAC system is shot, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to get a new one. Then maybe you consider doing something like that. Have the gas portion of it, a furnace, and then the HVAC, uh, you know, just electric. But don't. Don't make that replacement if you've got a perfectly functioning unit.
0: Which, thankfully, for the moment, Knockwood, we seem to. Uh, again, the show is going to be on Saturday, Saturday morning, starting uh, the first Saturday in January, the 5th of January, 8 o'clock Saturday mornings. Tim Eccles, John Newell, uh, Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission. Energy Matters is the name of the show. What's that tagline again? I got it here someplace. Uh, helping you save money, use technology, and be more sustainable. Best of luck. Look forward to hearing nice. this. Uh, again, we'll find it also on demand at wgauradio.com. That's right. Tim Eccles, thanks for rolling out here this sure. morning.